Hi, I'm Dan Hebert, Financial Planning Program Director and Advisor to the Financial Planning Club here at MSU. And welcome to the Mad Money Talk podcast, podcast by students for students, helping you make the best choices you can with your money while you're still in school and also when you're getting started in your career. Topics will range from how to save money, how to invest, how to understand your benefits once you've entered your careers. And it's all in a fun environment. As you listen to each episode, jot down at least one thing you can apply today to make a difference in your money. Now, on with the show. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Mav Money Podcast. We're so excited to have you listening to our podcast today. We've got an action-packed edition where we're going to be covering some very crucial topics around money, but more around careers and internships and things along those lines. More so from the front end, so not necessarily how when uh, students get into their internships, what to expect, but more about how do I find them? What do I look for? And maybe as we go through our topics today, you can maybe jot down some questions or maybe some situations. Feel free to reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to help. But on the podcast, we've got Aiden, Charlie, and Austin. How are you guys doing today? Doing good, Dan. Great. Better than ever. All right. That sounds good. Well, let's get started. And I think what we'll do is we'll start off with internships. And Aiden and Charlie both have finished on theirs. And maybe, Charlie, you're still going on yours. But... We'll kind of start off with Aiden and just kind of go through our question and answer session here. So first off, Aiden, how how did you go about finding your internship? So I went about finding my internship a little bit of a different way. Um, you know, it, it's important to think of why I was chasing one in the first place. And that's because I, I kind of was looking for a mentor, but I was also looking to get experience in the industry that I I really thought I wanted to go into. Um, and so what I did to find mine, I did a little bit of a different thing than maybe the conventional route. I know we have resources on campus, uh, especially in the College of Business and the Career Development Center that help with those types of things. But I didn't really go that way. Um, I didn't look on in LinkedIn. I didn't look on Indeed. I didn't Google any uh, jobs. What I did was I Googled uh, firms that were in the area that I kind of wanted to end up in. Um, and I read the profiles of advisors. I looked at the websites of these financial planners. Um, and I really narrowed it down to what I thought would be a really good fit for me, uh, just based on their vision and their mission. Um, and I wanted to find something that really aligned with my goals and objective. Uh, once I did, I, I created a little bit of a list. Um, and that list that I contacted and I heard back from several firms, um, interviewed for uh, a few of them, uh, and I actually really had a, a good connection with a couple of them, and I accepted uh, one position. Um, so I, I did it a little bit differently than, than someone else would, but all of the positions that I actually interviewed for, which was three, um, I should point this out, were not actually posted on LinkedIn or Indeed or wherever it may be. Um, I was actually told that by their department. I just In me reaching out, I kind of found a, a hidden gem that hadn't been sought after by really anybody else. And, and the only thing that separated me from the bunch was, was the willingness to just ask. And so that was, I think, as far as finding an internship for me, 
that's what really worked well. Uh, just finding a good fit, reaching out and seeing if they have something available. Even if they don't, it's wonderful communicating with that uh, those people at those firms and you build that network and, and you get that going and maybe they know of something else and things build on like that. But that's kind of how I went about finding it. That's fascinating. That's, that's really cool. I, I, I'd heard some students do it, but not to the depth that you did. So hats off to you for taking the initiative to do that. How did you, just out of curiosity, how did you, how did you open up the conversation? Did you send an email first or how did that? So you did the Google search and then. Yeah. So go ahead. Sure. So each one was a little bit different. Um, I was kind of, for my personal preference for what I was looking, I was looking for more of a mid to smaller sized firm just so I could really get the experience that I was looking for um, and have a little bit more hands-on stuff to do. And so when I looked up these advisors on Google, I read their websites and I actually just hit the contact us button on their website and I wrote them an email, sort of a, a cold open. I was just, hey, you know, I'm a sophomore at MNSU. I'm majoring in financial planning. Um, you know, I'm looking for an internship for the summer. Here are my credentials. Sent them a few different things. Uh, and actually, I would hear back from them relatively quickly. If they didn't have a contact us option or they only had a phone number or something like that, I would actually just reach out to the advisors that worked there that were listed in the firm uh, via LinkedIn. So I just sent them a, a note and I said, you know, the same thing. Here's my name. Here's hmm. what I do. Here's what I'm looking for. Um, I'd love the chance to uh have a sit down meeting with you or a phone call or something like that. And everybody I sent that message to, um, I at least heard back from them. So some, some of the firms were like, you know what, we're not doing that right now. We don't have an internship program this summer. Thanks for reaching out. You know, if you'd love to, or if you'd like us to keep your information on file, we can reach out to you in the future. So there was a lot of that, but there was a lot of really positive feedback I found uh, just from reaching out and having a conversation. And even if they didn't bring me in for an interview, uh, I had phone calls with different advisors that kind of, you know, you get to learn a little bit more about the business. You get to learn mm -hmm. how they do things a little bit. And so that was really beneficial to me. Um, and that's kind of how I, I went about that. God, that's fascinating. That's really cool. You know, and kind of along those lines, you know, when you reached out to them and sat down, did they, did they reference that email and just say, hey, we just really appreciated you reaching out. It was really Thanks for showing the initiative. How, how did they react along those lines? Yeah, I, I got a lot of positive feedback. Um, you know, they were, they didn't really have that experience before. A lot of people just apply, they put a posting on whatever website it is and people apply to that. And then they get how many, however many applicants they bring some in for an interview, go through that process. And I was kind of like, I, I didn't really want to do that because I wanted to make the connection with them first and then see if it was a good fit in the firm and things like that. And so that's kind of how I went about it, but I, it was received very positively, I will say. And just even having a conversation with them, I was like, you know, I'm not necessarily expecting a job offer when I went into those meetings, but you know, I, I dress up, I wear a suit and tie I, I look presentable, bring a notepad, things like that. Uh, sit up straight in the chair, firm handshake, all of those good things to really make a good first impression, ask questions primarily was another big thing, but they really, the people that I met with, I think really, responded to that and kind of I had a little bit of respect from them uh, just for going the extra mile to try to get myself out there if that makes sense yeah totally and how long did the process take did you 
So I, no, it, it took a few months. So I, I worked all of summer of 2022 and I worked a couple different jobs on campus in the fall last year. And I kind of told myself I was going to take the winter off. I wasn't going to take, do anything winter break. My job over winter break was going to be searching for an internship the next summer. So huh. I sort of began that in the over winter break. I started reaching out to firms late December, early January, uh, heard back from a few, had some meetings. Um, and then I officially accepted a position in, uh, I would say like, I think it was like early March, first or second week of March. So okay. it, it took a few months and it, it took time and, and energy, but it really paid off in the end. Huh. And did you feel like you, so during that winter break, you didn't have any kind of a job. You Your job was basically just to find an internship. So kind of that long-term perspective to a certain extent. Do I have that right? Yeah, I didn't. I You know, I I worked a bunch over the, the course of the school year and worked hard in my classes. Okay. And I was just like, I'm taking the time and I'm going to take a little bit of time off, but I can't sit still. So I was like, I need something to put my mind on to. And okay. finding an internship was kind of like the the thing I was really focused on and, and building like, you know, we were talking about the emails and I was building structure and writing drafts and testing different things. And that's where I kind of packaged everything. And then I put it into action uh, early in 2023 in January. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's fascinating. I think that's just a great approach. You know, I've suggested that to students, not to say that I thought about it first or anything. It's, it's all you, but I think, you know, kind of along those lines, I think for some of us, or some students go in with, I'm gonna, I'm gonna aim for one or two companies and see if I can get an internship. And, you know, just going through the hiring process myself and and you know, on both sides, just looking for positions, but also interviewing candidates. I think maybe sometimes just having a good list of 10, just write them down. And like you say, maybe they're not, maybe they don't have a posting. Maybe they do, but I've got this list of 10 that I'm working. And that if one drops off, I just work the other 10. So instead of going to the table, it's just one or two, go with several and maybe you can kind of weed them out from there. Well, I, I, that's a really good approach, especially as uh, young students, because, you know, a lot of people might have sort of, I, I don't want to say like tunnel vision, but it's kind of what it is. They might have like one thing they want to do. They're only looking at it but looking at the broad scope and that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, you know, I'm a student, I'm going through school, but I don't really know anything about the field. And I was really looking for um, a firm with a mentor that could really teach me uh, the business and what goes into the business and how it operates and things like that. And so I was looking for the best fit. I wasn't chasing the most amount of money. I wasn't chasing, uh, you know, the perfect location. I was kind of just looking what was the best fit for me at the time, where can I learn the most and, you know, I, I was just kind of living in the moment, if you will. Gotcha. And so you mentioned a couple of things, you know, in your in your searching, you mentioned reviewing their vision, mission values, if they have those posted. By the way, did they did a lot of firms have those posted on their website that you could find or did some of them not? Yeah, a lot of them did. A lot of the firm's websites I looked at had, you know, videos explaining what they do, introductions to some of the staff. Um, which is really, really helpful. They always, almost always had a, a meet the team area and then a sort of a vision statement or their mission, uh, what they were doing with the firm. And so that was really helpful for me to read and then kind of see which one really aligned with me and which kind of spoke to me in a way. And then 
that's those are the firms I really try to pursue. Gotcha. And you mentioned too also your goals. What kind of I don't know if you want to share some of your goals, but um, did you communicate those goals in your interviews or how did you approach that? Uh, yes. So I had a, a few different, you know, I had like some sit down conversations where, you know, we might have like a cup of coffee or something like that. But then I had formal interviews and I was very upfront that I am not by no means an expert in anything. I don't really have any experience in financial planning. I had a little bit of experience in the insurance or at an insurance internship last year. Um, but I was really coming in just fresh out of school and I was really focused on personal growth. And I came in and I said, you know, I want to really learn more about the profession. I wanted to grow in the profession. I wanted to grow my communication skills and, and learn how to interact with clients and learn some of the software and, and learn how to do different procedures and things like that. And so that's really what drove me. And I was very upfront about that. I said it immediately. Um, hmm. And a lot of people responded well to that because I was prepared, right? I, mm -hmm. I, I came into the interview and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I you know, we talk about in financial planning, we have this planning mindset. I kind of had the same thing. I knew exactly what I wanted to do, what I wanted to accomplish, what I wanted to be exposed to. And when I came to that and had everything prepared in black and white, um, they definitely responded well to that, I think. That's awesome. I think that's just a really smart approach. Hats off to you for doing that, for sure. Um, you know, when you first started the process back in winter break, did you have did you have any expectations about did you think it was going to take a long time or? Uh... Honestly, you know, I was super stressed and really nervous. A lot of the people I knew in the college um, were getting internships already or had things lined up. And I was kind of like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I, I was kind of scared. I wasn't going to find a place. And so I, I really took that time to really grind hard and really figure this out um, because it, it was a big stressor for me because I did want to learn the industry and I wanted to find a place where I could grow. And I, I felt comfortable, um, but also had the ability to go a little bit outside my comfort zone and things like that. And so I was super stressed and that might have led to me uh, grinding um, out a lot of this stuff really quickly. Mm. Um, but that was, that's probably where it came from. So, yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, and I think that I think that's a situation that goes on with a lot of students too. And um, I think you know, as as leaders at the college and at school, we we do emphasize that internships are important. But you know, there are success stories too of people that don't have internships. So I, I think all things being equal, you probably want to have one, but it's not something that's going to torpedo your career or anything but it's certainly a good thing to have for sure well to that point too i think you know for me the internship does a couple things and maybe austin charlie you guys can chime in on this one but the internship really helps to expose you to the industry to make sure it's a it's a right fit right we're going to school for this for financial planning at least you know the the guys in this did and it was a nice way for an internship to kind of immerse you in the field, see what it actually is, what's the day to day and things like that. And so that gave me a lot of experience in, just in the field, but I don't know how you guys, how do you guys feel about that? Charlie? Yeah. Um, I would agree for when I'm thinking about how I want to get the best experience and how I want to, you know, move forward and learn the most, I think of, an internship or any working experience 
with a mentor or a job, you know, school is great. We're all, we all here in a four-year program and you can learn a lot from school, but you know, the best learning is done hands-on at the job, you know, working through different challenges that are presented to you that you really can't get when you're in a classroom setting. So, you know, really getting hands on and, and doing the job that you intend on doing in, in the future in your career, I think that's the best way to kind of push yourself, grow, learn, and move forward. Yeah, totally agree. And, and Aiden, kind of just swinging back to you, um, just kind of closing up for you, what kind of advice would you give to those in their internship search? Take the same path that you did or how would you, what kind of tips would you give? You know, I think finding the internships a very individualized process. Uh, I know that a lot of people are going to be looking for, you know, the, the top dollar, right? Who's paying the most? Where can I go? A lot of people are looking for certain location, right? Do they want to be close to home, especially as sophomores? That can be really nice. You know, you're not having to move to a different city and pay rent and things like that. Um, but I think that the biggest thing I would say is really just find a place where you feel comfortable um, and that really matches with your values. And it doesn't, you know, I'm, I'm talking about financial planning, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. If you are looking to intern in an accounting firm, right, make sure that that accounting firm's values line up with yours, or maybe you're interning at any of the other uh, firms that come to campus uh, during like the College of Business Meet the Firms event that's coming up. And I think that really what I would just say is find something that works, but do your research on the actual internship as well. And the other thing I would say is start early because a lot of these positions are going to be uh, taken pretty quickly. Uh, a lot of people are really eager and, and hungry for those positions and people are going to fight for them, right? This is a space where uh, qualifications do matter and, and your amount of drive is going to get you the job or, or, or it won't. And it's really up to you. Uh, you know, it's that kind of that thing where the day that you, I can't remember this exact analogy, but you know, if I take a day off, someone else isn't taking a day off, right? They're going for the internship. They're doing that. So I would say start early, really find a place that you feel comfortable. Um, and that's a good fit for you, but also some, you know, in a, within a field that you're really passionate about because I think that it, you know I was really passionate for this financial planning and when I was in this internship it was really easy for me to to fall in love with the work um, and I loved doing what I did uh, these past few months and you know I, I just think that if you were kind of miserable or going into something you wouldn't want to that would be kind of a tough thing but that's what's perfect about an internship is it's temporary right it's only a few months or 12 weeks or whatever that may be and so you get that exposure to a field even if you might not super, super enjoy it, you can always go a different path. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of the advice I'd, I'd give the students. But honestly, just go for it. Reach out to these firms, even if they yep. don't have a posting, say mm -hmm. something, get your name out there. And maybe if they don't even have something now, maybe they have something next year. And just because your drive got you in front of them one year, even though they didn't have anything, they're going to remember that and they're going to keep that in. So I would just say, reach out and, and everything else. And so that's my- Yeah, that's, ex that's super insightful. I think, again, just- uh, Hats off to you for taking that approach. I can maybe share um, when I was at a firm doing hiring, we had an intern kind of, and it reminds me of your story. Um, this particular uh, individual was uh, graduated from school, small school in Western Minnesota, 
um, didn't have much experience. And he came in and did actually a, a group interview with a couple of us. We all were in kind of the same room and he was just upfront about it. He said, look, I, I wanted to play college football. Uh, I wasn't good enough to go to a big school, but I wanted to play. I, I joined my team. I walked on, I worked hard. I was the most improved player. By the time I was a senior, I was the captain. Um, and I come to you with no experience, but I will, I will say this. If you take me on as an intern, I will be the first to come in every single morning. I will be the last to leave. I get along great with people. I ask my teammates, ask my fellow captains, ask my coach. They'll give you terrific references. I'll be your hardest worker. I'll be your sponge for information. I get along with everybody. I'm a positive thinker. I have a can-do attitude. And that's my story. And we hired him on the spot. I don't even think he'd finished that. We said, you got it. Who wouldn't want to have someone like that? And I think sometimes students come in and say, hey, I don't have, I don't have enough experience. You're like, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of nervous about reaching out and I just don't have what's looking for on the requirements. So what? Let them say no first. Don't say no yourself. Go in and sell yourself. And if you've got those other qualities, man, you're you're going to be definitely going to the top of the list for sure, for sure. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's really that's really good information, too. I, I think a lot of us experience that imposter syndrome a little bit. Yep. You know, I, you don't think that we're qualified enough for this position. And I certainly did not think I was qualified enough for the position that I had over the summer. But the great thing about an internship is you're not really supposed to be qualified, right? They're looking for someone who knows their stuff, but is personable, someone that can be around the office, get their work done on time, not, you know, make those deadlines and the work will come. And and so I think that you get that experience as you continue to go on and, and it just builds on each other. And that's, yeah, that's, that's a perfect thing. They're really looking to, to hire you. Um, and they're not really looking to you for, to hire someone to do all this work because they want to, show you how to do the work they want you to learn how to do the work and practice and then apply what you know to the work so you know going in you won't know everything because even i mean the firms that we work at use different software they have different methods of doing things different procedures different policies and things like that so no matter where you go as long as you have basic information you're good with people um you're polite you know you're punctual you're on time every day things like that those are going to take you really far yeah totally agree well, thanks, Aiden. Much appreciated. Terrific story. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, Charlie, um, let's um, swing over to you and maybe talk about your experiences finding your internship. How how did you go about finding yours? Yeah, so I kind of did a combination of everything. So I know Aiden did a Google search and did some deep diving into firms and you know, looked at internships that way, but I also did, you know, LinkedIn, Indeed, Handshake. Um, I went to company websites. Um, I used a lot of the resources that the financial planning department and the College of Business here provided. So meet the firms, career fairs, club meetings, all that kind of stuff. Um, and initially I, I started looking in my sophomore year I'm a senior now, but um, I didn't always want to go into financial planning. So I initially started lo looking at, you know, finance roles, 
uh, I wanted to be a financial analyst in my sophomore year. And I wanted to kind of do that route. And, you know, I kept applying using those uh, avenues of LinkedIn, um, Handshake, Google, all that kind of stuff. And I, I realized it just wasn't a fit for me. The more I read these job descriptions and the more, you know, I had a couple of interviews my sophomore year, but it just didn't seem right. It just didn't seem like the right fit for me. Um, I ended up working, going into my junior year, I did a banking internship because um, that's kind of what I thought I wanted to do, you know, be a financial analyst or kind of do some corporate banking kind of things. Um, but then from that banking experience, I actually, you know, worked with people, um, opened accounts, did all the retail banking kind of stuff. And that's kind of where I found that I liked working with people. I liked personal finances and that's where that kind of came together. So then entering my junior year, um, I kind of started looking at the, the financial planning route pretty seriously. I'd been involved with the club, a uh, financial planning club, uh, in the middle of my sophomore year, but I didn't really know if that was a route I wanted to go to. I had a kind of this conception that the financial planning was, you know, a lot of sales and it was, you know, insurance stuff. And it just didn't really seem like a good fit for me, but the more I involved myself and, club meetings and did more research, I really found out that this is what I want to do. So then junior year, um, I kind of did the same route where I used a bunch of different avenues to find jobs, same things, but more with a financial planning focus. So uh, I actually found the current internship I'm working at through a club connection. So the firm I'm currently working at came in to speak to our financial planning club and they had a great presentation. I thought, you know, I, I really connected with some of their ideas and, you know, they had connections to how people spend money and deal with money in a way I'd never really seen before. And I was like, wow, this is super cool. Um, so then I actually went to their website and did a cover letter and resume, um, wrote that all up, typed it up. You know, I introduced myself and said, Hey, um, I'm a student at Minnesota state Mankato and I'm a junior financial planning student. And I, you know, I went on about what I liked about the firm and, sent that off and it took a couple of months. It actually took, you know, a month and a half at least of, you know, follow-up calls, uh, emails, a couple of interviews, um, which actually made me feel really good because when a firm or anybody hiring you takes that amount of time to really gauge who the person is, you know, you're in a good spot because, the less time somebody spends kind of vetting the person, the more questions should be raised uh, for the interviewer or the person inter being interviewed. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I got my internship. I utilized 
all avenues, but at, in the end, it was more of a school connection, our financial planning club. Gotcha. And, you know, kind of along those lines, very insightful. I think, too, just kind of add on for the length of time, you know, I think that it's really a lose-lose if it's not a good fit. You lose, obviously, but they lose as well. So kind of to your point, I think when they take that time, they're really wanting to make sure that it's going to be a win-win for both parties. And sometimes you can tell that right away, but I think more often than not, you just need a little bit of, um, you know, just more like you say, more questions, more um, just dialogue back and forth just to make sure it's a good fit. But yeah, absolutely. So how long yeah. did it take? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to add. Um, and while you're interviewing with these firms and companies, uh, the ones that take a long time to kind of, you know, see who the person is and get through that process. So it, it takes a long time, but you should also be putting yourself out there to other firms. Um, because if you just, like Aiden said, have tunnel vision and you only look at that firm, you're going to be in the interview process and Hey, you might not be the right candidate for the firm. They yeah. might go with somebody else. And then that's a month or two of your time that was, you know, wasted because, you know, you just thought of that one company and you kind of fantasized about working there and thought that that was the only place, but there's other fish in the sea, you could say. Yeah. <laughs> so totally agree. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Yeah. Um, and I think kind of getting, you know, just my thought of having a list of 10 and kind of doing a combination of what both of you guys did, I thought would be, you know, just as, as Aiden did, just look at the firms that you really admire and put those on your list, even if they don't have a posting. Again, let them say no first. So get them on the list. And, and Charlie, to your point, go to some of the social media sites like LinkedIn network with other um, with clubs and just employers when they come in get that list going and then like you say if one doesn't pan out i mean i've seen situations where people go through four or five six interviews and then you know they get the oh geez we're going to go in another direction or you know we picked another candidate and then you just thought man i just wasted six interviews um but you know, again, if you've got that list, you just say, okay, I'll just go to the next one. Instead of, like you say, putting all your chips on one, um, you know, in one bet. So having putting everything on red, putting everything there, that's, that's what I was thinking of. But uh, <laughs> it's um, kind of dangerous to know, you know, gambling terms, Charlie. So you want to be careful with that. But well, just... no, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> And, you know, did you have strong expectations going in that you could, I mean, what, what were your expectations going into the whole process and how long did it take? Yeah, so I expected it to be shorter than it actually was, but I didn't really understand that concept that the longer the interview process, the better for you. Um, so, yeah, I expected it to be a little bit shorter and... I wouldn't say the interview process was intense, but I would say I expected it to be less involved. Um, so when I was going through the process, my firm sent some different you know, personality tests. Um, I had to do a sample 
problem for them um, that I would be kind of doing in the actual job. And I was like, whoa, this is this is cool. This is next level. And I didn't really expect it. Um, but once I got through that, you know, and the, the process started going along, you know, I felt more comfortable and and yeah, so kind of blew the expectations away, but in a good way. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And so what kind of advice would you give for someone um, that's maybe just starting their search or thinking about starting their search for an internship? Uh, I think a great piece of advice is, well, first, there's so many jobs out there in general, but there's so many that are not posted that are kind mm -hmm. of hidden. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those jobs are actually probably the best because mm -hmm. to get those jobs, uh, you need to show initiative. Mm -hmm. You need to show a level of professionalism in your emails and your, your cold approach, as you could say. Because mm -hmm. um, as an interviewer, when they see somebody, you know, go out of their way and write a professional email introducing themselves and, you know, they do it with good grammar and, you know, everything is all there from a professionalism standpoint that really stands out to somebody who's hiring. Um, and that would just boost you to the top of their list, I would say. And even if it doesn't work out, maybe you're, you're, you're too young or, you know, you're, they're not looking for an intern right away. I got that a couple of times Their their firm couldn't handle an intern and they needed to hire somebody else. You'll go to the top of their list maybe for next year, not right now, but next year. So yeah. all those kind of, I guess, lines you throw out, you know, some might not stick right now, but in the future they could. And then those people you reach out to could refer you to another firm. Um, Cause in the financial planning world, everybody's pretty connected with each other. And, you know, if somebody likes you, maybe they couldn't hire you they could refer you to somebody else and you could get in that pipeline. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So that's one piece of advice. Another one is even if you don't have experience, um, there's three things that you can always have and that would be professionalism. So good grammar in your emails, um, firm handshake, uh, you dress well, all those things, you know, you can really, do without having any experience at all. So once you have those things, then the third thing would be um, the willingness to learn and the willingness to just get in there and do whatever it takes, be a sponge, learn, uh, work well with people, all that kind of stuff is invaluable. You know, you can, you can go in there and know everything so, so to say everything and be really intelligent, book smart. But if you don't have you know, professionalism, you don't dress well, uh, you think you know everything, that's just going to set you back way further than somebody who has no experience but can do all those other things. Yeah, I totally agree. And I really like your comment on knowing everything. And this is something I'm really trying to emphasize just in the last few years for me is is you know, people and leaders need to have humility. 
and admit when they're wrong um, and admit that they don't know everything. I think that's just a quality that's really gotten lost and myself included. So I've really been trying to improve on that. Um, you're the second person too that's brought up the handshake. And um, interestingly, you know, we teach handshakes in one of my classes and it's the, it's the Iowa handshake. Iowa University actually did research on what makes a good handshake. And you can go on YouTube and see it. It's hard to describe in a podcast, but it's basically the, the fundamentals are reaching out with your hand in a firm web to web. So web of your hand to the web. So try and line those up together. Two shakes, look, you know, make eye contact, but don't glare. Keep your elbow at a 90 degree angle. Don't reach, which is what I always do. And I really try and catch myself not doing that. So don't reach over the table. Just keep your elbow at that 90 degree, two shakes, and then let go. So apparently, apparently in their research, they found that that's the most effective uh, business handshake. So I think it, it would be good to do some practice with that before you go in, because I feel like yeah. I'd be going in there, reaching my hand out 90 degrees, trying to think about everything, <laughs> how to do it before I actually do it. But yeah, that's, that's great. Um, we, actually, of, we actually tested, we, we practiced it in class, but we had to tone it down with COVID. Um, but uh, we'll come back to it for sure. Heck, maybe I'll yeah. do that in our next class, Charlie. That could be fun. All right. I look forward to it. Um, yeah. But I was going to say, you know, first impressions, I know people might say they're everything. Um, that might be a little bit far, but they, they are a lot. So if you can look the part and make good eye contact and have a good handshake, you know, that is going to be the first thing that somebody thinks about you. And then, you know, the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's not that if you don't make a good impression that all is lost, it just gets to be an uphill battle trying to just kind of redeem yourself. It can happen, but like you say, having a good first impression is usually the right approach. Totally. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Charlie. Much appreciated. Austin, you've been patiently, patiently waiting. Um, hopefully you're still on the call. Um, but let's, let's kind of talk about your experience. If you've got a few minutes, I know that, um, you know, we'll kind of hear your story, but I think yours is a little bit different than the other two. So um, how about, how, how about starting it off? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I did have a little bit of a different approach than uh, Charlie and Aiden. I had no internship experience, and I went straight into the career trying to find an entry-level position. So I'm kind of on the podcast here to talk to the people that are listening. They're kind of like, ooh, no, like all this hoorah internship stuff. What about me? Am I going to be okay? Because going into the interview process, I felt pretty insecure about having the lack of experience on my resume. And I went into that with a big chip on my shoulder. So I'm here on the other other side of things, having to have accepted a position within the field saying that, you know, it is going to be okay. An internship isn't the only make or break. There is light on the other end of the tunnel. And it's not a train coming at you either, that light. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, but, uh, great. Yeah. So go ahead. 
how, how long did you, so you just, so um, I know you're extremely hardworking. You work a couple jobs. Um, so it's not um, the lack of trying, but so internships, you just didn't, um, you got a late start or how did you, how did that, how did that work out? Yeah, that's a great question. I went into college and my goal was to cash flow college. So that mm. the cash flow college, I needed an income. So I was going to school full time and I was working full time. So I was really invested into the job that I had. And I was planning on getting an internship uh, my junior year, going into my senior year of college. Um, but I actually, I ended up uh, climbing up the ladder within my position and getting a management role. And I was like, well, this management role, this is pretty useful. I'm, I'm leading people. Um, this is pretty nice to have on my resume. So I really invested hard into that and got really involved and just wanted to leave a good impression within that company. And as I got the gears going in uh, college, I ended up graduating a year earlier than I planned. So that summer that I was planning on getting an internship was actually my last semester of school. So it put me into a position of, oh, I wanted an internship, but I got done with school earlier, which outsider looking in, that seems like a pretty impressive thing. But now I know I want to move to the metro area and I want to get started within the field right away. I don't want to get started um, doing a different job, you know, because I just I really wanted to get established within the career. So I was like, what does that look like having no experience? And how can that look like for me? Yeah, and I know you and I kind of worked on some things and some opportunities um, kind of during that time. Um, how did you how did you overcome? So when you uh, applied for positions, did the internship part ever come up in your interviews? Yeah, so I got started uh, just a starting with the club, the financial planning club here on campus. That was really useful for me because I got I got connected with so many different, I got to listen to so many different firms and their ideologies and kind of just making sure to talk to those people after the club meeting so they remember your face, they remember your name, connecting with them on LinkedIn afterwards, just so I knew I knew what was out there. And then I hopped on Handshake. That was huge for me. Um, I really liked Handshake because what happened for me was I had actually a couple firms reach out to me uh, via direct message. And they're like, hey, I saw your profile. I see you're graduating here soon. I see you don't really have much experience. Just wanted to see if you'd be willing to come talk to our firm and see if you want to transition with your new with your new step in life. Hmm. So I was able to go and talk to those firms. And uh, there's because I was in that awkward spot. It's like I'm going to school this summer. I'm wanting to hop into a career at the end of summer should I get an internship as well, you know, and take on three, three things at once? Mm. Well, um, with the job that I accepted now, I applied for that back in April and I got offered the job in July. So mm. like, like the guys talked about, I really didn't want to get stuck in the position of having all my eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. But I knew with the job that I, with the firm I'm going with now, I knew I, I loved what they stood for. I love what the position was. And 
that's that's where I wanted to be. But after after having conversations with you, Dan, and like you mentioned earlier, having a list of 10 firms, you know, and kind of having that list and starting to work, work at number one, reaching out, even if they don't have any postings, like we've already said, reach out to them, put your name out there. And like Dan, you said, the worst thing they can say is no, you know, and then it's on to number two, three, four down that list of, of the people that you're uh, wanting to work for. So from April to July, which is quite a long, long process. Um, throughout that, I was getting Zoom interviews. I was getting in-person interviews. I was being sent assessments like Charlie talked about. Uh, but throughout that, and every step was a step closer to where you wanted to be. But throughout that, I was reaching out to other firms kind of like, hey, I see this internship you just posted on Handshake. You know, let's talk. And I got put in the position of getting offered internships. Hey, do you want to take this? Or do you want to uh, accept this position that I was waiting on, that job I was waiting on? So that was a little bit of a rock and a hard place because I, I really respected the firms that were offering me these things, but it's like, ooh, I want, I, I'm really like holding on to this one, one job I've been waiting for. So I was just made sure to be transparent throughout that. Mm -hmm. And I ended up reaching out to the firm that I'm, I'm with now. And I said, Hey, I got offered this internship. Um, I know nothing's guaranteed with this job. Would you find it useful if I did this internship and had this underneath my belt? And uh, what I really liked about the firm that I'm with now is they basically just said, you know, they I, I listed them what my obligations would be within the internship. And they're like, that's really awesome. But that that internship would just show us that you can do admin work. And we understand that we can teach you admin work. Mm -hmm. And that really doesn't, that, this was firm specific. They're like, for us, that doesn't really show us too much extra. It just mm -hmm. shows that you work. And because of your, because of all of the experience you've already had, we know you're a hardworking person. We know you can work. And the least that we're concerned about is admin work. They're like, make sure to do what you think. But us, us as just man to man, we think it might be best if you just take this time to relax and uh, focus on uh, my fiance at the time and just work on that stuff. So that really mm -hmm. stuck out to me within the firm I'm with now. Cause like, okay, they're good people that care about me. And they kind of told me like, Hey, don't stress it. Like we know, we know who you are as a person and us as a firm, we think that's good enough for where you want to be. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, and that's just a smart approach by your employer. Hats off to them for doing that. It's impressive. You know, I think too, kind of to your point, finding out what the culture is, it's, I don't know if you guys took time to do that. I know you were looking at things like what their vision and mission and their philosophy is to what they do for their clients. It's hard to find culture, though. Did you guys um, have any time to look at that or ask questions along those lines? Or what? Um, what's your response? Well, Dan, uh, I, I definitely did. Okay. Um, I uh, just going into the office and meeting with these firms and these individuals, like the first time I would walk in, everybody that worked there would kind of come greet me. And I get a little bit of a conversation and then 
you know, maybe we'd sit and talk for an hour and walk around. But what was really big on or what I really wanted to do was meet everybody that worked at the firm, or at least anybody that mm-hmm. I'd be interacting with, just to kind of see if it was a good fit. And if I kind of aligned with what everybody felt um, was the best way to go about the business. And for me, that was really beneficial just to meet everybody that worked there and just introduce myself, talk for a little bit. Oh, what got you in this route? Oh, you know, where are you from? Oh, and then we talk about high school sports or something like that, right? And just a little bit of small talk, but you really get an idea of the firm, I think just being in the building for a little bit, uh, or at least a little bit of the culture. Obviously, you won't know what the actual work looks like uh, until you start doing it, but sure. I think if the people are are really good, the place is is bound to be pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. At least that's that's been my experience, and so that's what I did right out the gate. I just tried to meet everybody, introduce myself, be nice, be friendly, see if they were friendly back. If they were, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people were really, oh, what are you doing? Oh, you're doing the CFP track, and like, you know, that's so cool. And so, like, we had this conversation and things like that, and just getting to know people right away was really beneficial. And that's that's kind of how I went about it. Gotcha. That's a smart approach too. How about you, Charlie? Yeah. So an experience that I had was when I was interviewing for, with a firm, um, I hadn't had too much interaction with, you know, office life and day-to-day kind of stuff. And in one of the interviews, they asked me, so what have you liked about the culture here? And really stumped me because it's like, how am I supposed to know what I like about the culture when I haven't really experienced it yet? So with, with the culture question, it's kind of like you have to really go in there, meet people, um, you know, maybe even start working a little bit to see if the culture is really a fit for you because you don't know until you're really in the trenches and Mm -hmm. you have to work with people and bounce ideas off of them and really, you know, rely on each other. That's when you start to know if the culture is a fit for you. And I know culture and teamwork and it's, it's all kind of a newer thing being pushed and it's very important, but I feel like you have to really get hands on before you really know if you like that culture, if you fit in with it. Yeah, totally agree. And um, kind of along those lines on teamwork, there's a couple of good books for students and just myself and you know, heck, even my wife as a director at her organization. Uh, it's The Five Dysfunctions of Teams by Pat Lincioni. It's an easy read. You can listen to it on audiobooks, but it's a really good book about teaming. And like you say, Charlie, teaming is really, really important. It's the wave of the future, if not already. And just knowing how to be a good teammate um, and how to operate on a team, I think it's just super crucial. Team of Teams by Stanley McChrystal is also an excellent book. Maybe one of the best books I've ever read, period. Not just on teaming, um, but also a really good book as well. Um, good. How about you, Austin? Yeah, Dan, I'm sure you can testify this, to this a little bit. But some when I was, I talked to multiple firms, but one firm that shot off a couple of red flags and you and I were discussing it. But a quick teller of culture is just seeing how long people have been there. If mm-hmm. a firm is having consistent uh, rollover, and this isn't like, this isn't uh, in stone, like if people are leaving, it's a bad culture because things happen, moves happen, life changes for individuals. Mm-hmm. But uh, if there's three, four, five advisors leaving or people leaving, that's a quick 
teller of, ooh, maybe this culture isn't a long-term culture. These young people don't want to stay where mm-hmm. maybe a good culture is you're looking through the web page, you're meeting the team and this person's been here for 14 years. This person's been here for 12 years. This person's been here since 2008. There's not a lot of people leaving. There's people sticking around. It means there's something to stick around for. There's someone that they want to work for. And I think that shows a lot. Yeah, totally agree. Um, very astute to be able to spot that for sure. Um, yeah, good call. Um, any other closing comments about job searches, um, internships, things along those lines by anyone? Yeah, I think my advice for people just trying to go throughout the interview process, it can be a little intimidating, especially walking into a room and people asking you some hard questions. But I just want to say it's really exhausting to be someone you're not. Obviously, mm-hmm. you want to be put together. You want to be respectful. But make sure you're showing up with who you are. You don't want to give someone a bunch of false answers, you know, and then show up and be a totally different person. That's just exhausting. I went yeah. in and, and I was honest with who I am. This is where I'm at. This is where I want to be. And here's the things I don't know. Here's the things that I need help with. I would love for you to show me. Um I had a question where it's like, how comfortable do you feel with these kind of things? I just gave him a bold answer. And I was like, I don't know. I've never done that before. Hmm. I can't. Once I learn it, I want to be the best at it. But I don't know right now. And they they said that was the that was the answer they're kind of looking for. So just being honest, being humble, just being you, then leaving a good mark on wherever you're at having good references, people having good things to say about you and it being authentic goes mm-hmm. a long ways. And I think that's what the other guys are talking about, having imposter syndrome. It's kind of hard to say you're the hardest worker. You're the, especially for humble people, it's hard to be on X, Y, and Z. But if you can have uh, past employers, past professors, past teachers, past coaches, being able to put in a good word for you because wherever you are at, you left a great mark that will carry you a long way within the interview process. Yeah. Excellent point. Authenticity for sure. And I have to apologize. I was supposed to I think I was supposed to ask you about your best practices. So that's totally my fault. Thanks for covering for me. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah. And like, like you say, Austin, and I agree hundred percent. And I think the other guys, you guys do as well. If you're not authentic, they'll find out. And wouldn't you rather know, wouldn't you rather just be authentic up front first rather than having them find out a little bit later? And then then what? Do you do you leave then or um, do they fire you? How how will it's you know, how will how will it play out from there? So yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it's hard. You want to give the right answer to be able to keep the process moving, but as you say. Being authentic, I think, is always going to be the best fallback approach. Anytime I have, uh, go ahead, I have one, one piece of advice. Um, kind of builds off of the the top 10 list that you mentioned, Dan. But, mm-hmm. no, it can be scary getting started, applying mm-hmm. for internships and doing the job search. Um, but in your first couple of interviews – a good thing to keep in mind is the worst that can happen is that you get interviewing experience. Uh, That's how I kind of looked at it. And every interview I did, you know, 
it got better and better and things snowballed and my answers to questions got better. My ability to speak, everything got better just from the experience of actually being in those interviews. So just think of it. It's the worst thing that can happen is you're just going to get better at interviewing. That's an excellent point. Excellent point. And I don't, you know, sometimes I think, and I've never really done it, but I, you know, you, you could, if you wanted to, to say, at, you know, after the person's made their decision or whatever, how did I interview? Any tips for me on maybe some of the responses that I had or questions just so I can get better at, um, at doing this? Um, that might take a little courage, but certainly could be helpful to, uh, to approach. Yeah, I, I have actually done that before. And oh, good for you. Okay. It, it really, yeah, it, you know, the interviewer, the person interviewing me really admired that. And, mm. you know, they, they gave me a couple of tips of things I could work on or, you know, questions I could have answered better. And then you just take that and apply it to the next interview. And I think, you know, in a good amount of them, I knew after I'd answered whatever question they asked, you know, I kind of could gauge if I was clear with my answer, if I gave the correct answer or, you know, if I didn't. So, you know, you can kind of do it on your own, but if you ask for feedback, you know, there'd be more than likely to give it to you. That, that sounds good. All right, you guys, any parting thoughts here before we close up shop for today? I don't think so. Just advice to everybody is just go for it. If you yeah. don't feel qualified, you know, if it feels like the right fit and the right thing to do, go for it. Yeah. Surprise. Everybody has imposter syndrome from time to time. We all do. Right. So you just got to, like you say, just um, get over it and just get going. All right, you guys, listen, terrific podcast. This is one of the best ones we've had. Um, so thanks very much for your time and your input um, and sharing your experiences. Much appreciated. And I think that um, it's going to be very helpful for listeners as they um, plot out and plan out their internship strategies and job strategies, both of them. So thanks very much, you guys. Have a terrific evening. and. Um, for you listeners, thanks again for listening and catch us on the next podcast. Well, that's our episode for today. Thank you very much for listening. Hopefully you found one thing you can apply today to make progress with your money. In future episodes, we'll introduce something called Your Blueprint, which will be a way for you to capture some of the things you've learned over the episodes into a document you can refer to as you plan your way. And if you have any ideas for our team to cover, please drop us a line. We'd love to cover it for you. And if you liked our episode, again, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast, or tell a friend about it, rate and review the podcast, and please stay tuned for more MAV Money Talks. Have a great day.